The Hooligans Pitch. We back, baby. Here we go again. Uh, I'm Michael Miles. Chad Zolik. And here we are. Let's get started. This was a busy, busy weekend. I got a question right off the jump, and I should have prepared you for it. Did we get any more likes? Uh, You know what? I don't think we got one like this week. No! Which is a real shame. So I think we need to start marketing, getting their name out there a little bit. Um, I am gonna double check though. I, I, I didn't get any notifications, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. That's okay. Maybe it's a uh, it was a busy week. <laughs> yeah, it was a busy week, and you know, Jordan said once we get a Brit on here, we'll have some street cred, and that's exactly. when the the sun will really shine. <laughs> so, what, what are you drinking? What's your uh, drink of choice? Oh, tonight I'm going with a uh, refreshing whites. Ooh. By Franzia. Classy. White. It's tasty. What more could you want? Very nice. I'm going to go with a hazy super soda. Four, four Hands Brewery from St. Louis. It's um, 8%. So, whew. Oh, okay. I will feel it because I was out <laughs> in the sun all day. Have you had this one before? Yes. It's a good beer. And all their other beers are not that good. So, oh. <laughs> I tried a lot of them. Like four or five. And I was like, these are gross. And this is the first one I had. So, Oh, they didn't. Fun. They didn't make. Yeah, they didn't want me to go back to their establishment. I guess besides this beer. So, well, I mean, at least there's one good beer from there. So. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll <laughs> take the small victory. Okay, let's. Uh, should we start with Saturday's games? Oh well, Liverpool. We need to talk about Liverpool. Yeah, from, I mean, from last Monday. To... God damn it, Nunez. Aye, aye, aye. God. Look, I mean, it. There's already been a lot that's come out about. His uh, short temper, like especially uh, Suarez. I don't know if you saw. He came out and said, "Like he reached out to him." Yeah, yeah. So he's got. He's gonna have to learn quick because it's you're you're already a target now that you're like new in the league. But now even especially more where it's like Anderson didn't even really do anything to you. He was just like defend, defending you hard and close and got you to to blow up essentially, like. That's just going to be every single game and, until he gets a handle on it. You're 100% right. The target on his back is so big now. And uh, Anderson was just living in his head, rent free. Oof. Did whatever he wanted. And I get it. He saw he was provoked. He's like, ah. Oh. He knew. I think he knew he was going to get a red card on Nunez so early on. And that's why he, of course, he acted that up. Obviously, it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, I mean, it was a headbutt. I bet it hurt, but come on. That guy went straight back. back. I was like, what? Get out of here. And I bet it, because he caught him under the jaw. I bet he felt it, but man, dude, act like he got Mike Tyson KO'd. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But like, look, it was, I think it was one of those situations that just, while negative in that Liverpool lost Nunez, it like gave another spark to the team because after that they looked much better. I mean, they even got the the goal after that. Like, uh, they looked so flat before that, where it just nothing was really happening. Like they couldn't break through. And I mean, I don't know that they would have got a goal had there not been this little spark of controversy, right? It, it got their adrenaline going for sure. I think it brought out like a holy shit moment. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they started, you know, putting up the pressure. It's it's a shame they're doing this so late. I guess it wasn't that late. It was it was second half, but it, 
it just at that point it's like crap you're down a man you guys are tired where was this pressure in the beginning yeah. of the game where you're, you're constantly in the other team's box and, and even then you you know you're playing at home it's not like you're playing away where it's like okay come out a little more cautious because you don't want to be on the back foot right away but like you're playing at home in front of all your fans like you should have been going for blood from the start is Zaha not a beast or what that guy just honorable mention great. but damn yeah. Like, I, I wish he would have gotten out of Crystal Palace years ago when he was, like, trying to move. But, I mean, I get why he didn't. He signed, like, a five-year deal and then wanted to leave. And Palace is asking, like, $100 million then or something. And, like, I get it. Like, you signed him for five years. But I think seeing Zaha in a better team, or if he would have just stayed at United for a little bit longer, I think we would have seen a lot more of him. He's 29, so the next team he goes to will have to be gearing up. If he wants to win and be successful, they have to be gearing up for a big Champions League move. Yeah. But he's like, you know, I could totally see PSG coming for him if Mbappe leaves next year, which Mbappe and that whole situation seems so rocky after this week. I don't know if you read the news on that. Um, but basically, Mbappe said the team is supposed to play around me and Neymar and Messi said, LOL, like, we got this. And Mbappe is all mad about it. So mm. it, it's rocky terms right now. And I could totally see them going for, for Zaha. I mean, he fits like, yeah. he's not, you don't want Zaha to be your best player. But if he can be like your third or fourth best player, I think that's where you want to be. And Crystal yeah. Palace, I think he is their best player. And that's why they're always middle of the table. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at his, at least transfer market, what they say about his contract, like, it expires next summer. He'll be 30 when it expires. Um, so, like, I mean, 30 is not that old. But, like, in sporting terms, it kind of is on that later end of hey, the career. 30 is so. not that old. We'll, 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 we'll agree on that. We'll agree youthful. on that. <laughs> but, like, I mean, yeah, I think it'll have to be... Um, I could, yeah, like a PSG or I don't know, maybe you could, could do like Italy. a sort of thing or, or or something like that where it's like you you're leaving on the free probably. You're not gonna you're not leaving this summer, you're not leaving in the winter, I'm sure. So Do you think he fits what Chelsea needs? <laughs> um Personally, I think I think he does. I think he could do well there um it's just it's so hard to know with chelsea like they always seem to have like a lot of really good parts but then it sometimes works wonderfully and other times just like doesn't work at all would you would you want sterling and havertz as your top two um no (laughs) i mean their score lines said that explicitly today they did yeah, nothing. I, they did nothing. I mean, for me, like, the games that I watched, I guess, last season, um, where Havertz was, like, actually playing pretty well and getting goals, it's like, he seems to operate better as that kind of attacking mid, shadow striker kind of position. Like, yep. It's the Deli Alley role of a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's really, like, definitely not, like, a main striker, definitely not even really the false nine. Like, he can connect some plays, but... I think he is just better on that that late run into the box, just pick up on the loose ball or or you know the guy that 
someone forgot and he's open for the cross, something like that. But like, so I mean, I guess you could kind of use Sterling with that, but I think you still need an actual striker up there. I mean, their scoreline, 3-0. They look terrible. I caught a piece of the game. I was really interested to see what West Ham was doing, so I didn't watch uh, a good chunk of it. But, man, what happened? How many points did Koulibaly end up with this week? Um, Not a lot. With the double yellow, that's negative negative four. Negative seven. Wow. (laughs) Ouch. And he Uh, had an amazing week last week. He was uh, runner-up for Defensive Player of the Week. Yeah, I mean... I only watched the second half, so I came into it, and they were already down two goals, I think. Yep. And from the get-go of the second half, like, Chelsea was playing with pretty good intensity to match leads, but they just seemed to be trying trying to force things or, or already, like, nervous and, like, just snatching at chances and trying to, like force a run through like three guys it just didn't work and then I think they also just like they seem to have no like real midfield today it was it was I know they lost Conte to injury but like you gotta be able to cover one player in the midfields and man I don't know just a little bit of the Liverpool thing is a little bit too little too late when they I think turned it on but even then it's it they just did not look great today and there was nothing to turn on. They didn't. I mean, they didn't score. I mean, I I don't know. And Mendy played terribly. Him pulling. I told Jordan. I was like, he just pulled a Kepa, man. And I was like, <laughs> he doesn't do that very much. He does not mess up often. But wow, what yeah. was he doing there? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it that whole first goal came started with Aronson uh, a pass a, a wayward pass like it was a pass to Chelsea. And they passed it back, and Aronson just kept running after it. And then instead of Mendy just kicking it, he wanted to juke Aronson or something. I don't know. It was, like, what are you doing? It was a true FIFA moment. That's kind of what it looked like when he pa- when they pass the ball. It's like, oh shit, oh shit, and then it's like, oh, pass to the keeper, and then like, ah, you you just messed up. And that was, yeah, I laughed, and then I went right back to West Ham because um, yeah. it was well, too funny. That, that West Ham game didn't sound like it was any. Oh, any it was awful! Games. West Ham is terrible. They played so bad. Um, Mikel Antonio looks like a shell of himself from last year. Oh, so last year I wanted to bring them up. They yeah. won seven out of their first eleven games, only lost two, and beat Liverpool in that span. I was like, that's that's an amazing start. And I know, I, I don't remember exactly where they were in the table when that happened. I think they were third, second or third. Um, but they were rolling. They looked so good. And then they had their little midseason slump, but they still yeah. finished high in the table. And to come out this season and just suck, they suck. <laughs> They're now, so bad. I don't know if, if the commentators during the match mentioned it at all. But they still have not scored a goal in the Premier League this season. I thought about that because I was looking at stats and I was like, I was like, Bowen hasn't scored, Susek hasn't scored, no, I can't, Mikel I mean, hasn't scored. Just looking in our, in our the fantasy league, like look at the points of the West Ham United players, and they're all oh, read them to me, terrible. hit me. I haven't looked at them. So Fabianski's got ten point five. I imagine is, he scored a lot today. Um, yeah, we'll have to see today. Um, but, I mean, compared to everyone else, he's at the bottom end for the keepers. Really? Is he bottom yeah. end? Is he last? 
Um, no, last. I mean, Allison. Allison's got to be last. Yeah, I think he's last. De Gea is right above him, and then it's Fabianski and uh, Mendy now on ten point five. Okay. Um, Aaron Cresswell is the only defender we got from them, and he's on one point. I'm going to talk about Cresswell for a second. He pouts so much. So much <laughs> pouting. Okay, next. Um, it's got to be Rice. Rice and Suchek. Yeah, Suchek is their top performer, at least in our league. He has 8.5 points. He had two really good shots on goal today off his head. I think one of them had a really good chance of going in. The other one was saved. Still a pretty good opportunity. Um, okay. He's the only guy out there, which makes sense. He was their captain. He's trying to rally yeah. him, trying to get him going. Uh, next, Declan Rice. Same freaking thing as Cresswell, dude. He gave the ball up once and like slapped his legs and just stopped. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, man, you want him. And I was like, they might get him. and might get the exact same guy they're getting Good, right now. Yeah. Not not from a year ago, but right now. Yeah. And I then, mean, look, in, in the league, he's at minus three points. Oh, my God. Who has him? Uh, just Zach. <laughs> oh, brutal, dude. He had a crap week. Yeah. So, and I mean, he's that penalty miss last week is still hurting, but I mean, yeah, it's it's not looking good anywhere. And then even Jared Bowen is four points for you know your striker is no goals. Yeah, That's no crazy. goals, no, no team goals to even bank no on. Like, goals. wow, wow. Well, so, you said Susek has uh, eight point five. Is that is that correct? Yeah. Hey, I'll take that for no goal score because I know he has yeah. more than uh, at least not a majority of midfielders, but a good amount. Yeah, he seems to be good at kind of that, that box to box. So he's getting the clearances, he's getting the yep. shots on target. He's so, so tall. He's so that's tall. enough to, to to carry until hopefully they start to score. <laughs> okay, well on the flip side of that, Brighton played great. Oh man, I didn't watch any of their game today, but like. The times that I've watched them, they always seem to be pretty good. Or like, there's like hints of like, oh, they, this could be a really good team. Welbeck, I, I mean, I haven't really watched Welbeck play in a long time, mm-hmm. but he looks so much bigger and stronger on the ball. From God, I feel like we've watched him for the last ten years, which might be true. I don't know how long he's been in this league, too long. Um, but he looks so good on the ball, which was you know really interesting to watch. Um, their keeper is amazing, which I know he had a hell of a week. Whew, yeah, you get twelve or thirteen points, something like that. So yeah, and yeah. I think only Sammy has him. I, at least that's what my memory is recalling. Mm-hmm. And then Dunk, Dunk, uh, Sufi as well. Sufi has him too. Yeah. Okay. And then Dunk was just throwing his body at shit. I don't know how many blocks he had because <laughs> sometimes I realize like they don't count a block if it's not like coming off a shot or something, and he was mm-hmm. just throwing himself out there. I mean, yeah, like, from the the times, just thinking about when Arsenal's played them in recent seasons, like, Brighton's always been a little bit of that bogey team where it's like, on paper, you know, Arsenal should have the better team, but then you get there and it's just like, either the tactics from Brighton are, like, vastly better or they just have the drive or someone just pops off. Like, I, I don't know if it's all down to coaching and he's just like really good at motivating his players and also has good tactics but the tactics look really good i can't tell you that there's one individual player with Brighton because i think i've watched now the last two or three games of him mm-hmm. I, I, not one player is like shining but they're all yeah. super well-rounded so uh they played great west ham played shitty it could just be 
who they're playing and they're just playing yeah. really bad and they're just playing average, but they're making them look good. Um, let's just go recency bias because we're going like backwards Sunday to Saturday. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about city and castle. Um, that was a great game. Holy oh shit. That was amazing. Look, <laughs> I was watching the game and went into it thinking, you know, Newcastle's at home. They might grab one goal, but like it should be city the whole way. I'll admit and, to you, I, I didn't start watching it because I was like, probably a blowout. Yeah, like, it, it would be expected. But then, like, as we're watching it and, like, everything is unfolding, and in my head I was like, is this, like, the start of a new rivalry? Because, like, Newcastle has a lot of money now, so, like, eventually they're gonna get a lot of names. And I feel like just... It might be might be the early, early stages of a rivalry. Like, it just had that kind of vibe to it. St. Maximum is super fun. Super likable. Holy shit, is that guy fast. Uh, yeah, I think now, like, tactically they're looking better because I feel like for the longest time it was a little bit Crystal palace where it's like, he was their best guy, feed him the ball, let him run down, try and dribble through people. Oh, he can't. Okay, that's it. Game's over, you know? But now they seem to be a little, a little more balanced. Um... And just, like, I guess more cohesive team now. When he's running up with the ball, I feel like he has this gravitational pull where defenders are coming to him. And then he's just able to pass it off to whoever he wants by the goal. Yeah. Because of his speed. Because he's so freaking fast. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, they they played on that counter and City just couldn't handle it. But the City's credit... Now, yeah, hang on. Let's yeah. Now let's talk about the good things City did. Because here's what got me. I think I started watching around the 50th minute. Is that when uh, Newcastle got their third goal? It was somewhere around then. Trippier scored the free oh, yeah. kick. I was like, okay. I was like, it's three one. I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch this. Like, I'm gonna see how yeah. this ends. Every team, I swear, when they get a lead on Man City, they're like, we're going chill now. Because, like, we got this. And Man City flips this crazy switch, and they're like, oh, they just let their guard down. We don't have to worry about defending anymore. (laughs) And they just go all-out blitz attack. It's like the teams that keep this pressure, this attacking pressure up, it's almost like City doesn't know how to deal with it because they don't deal with it very often. Mm -hmm. As soon as teams just bring it down a notch, City pounces. And they did. So fast. That happened so fast. And, I mean, I think I wouldn't be surprised if that's something that Pep is, like, especially this season, really trying to instill in them because, like, last year in Champions League, City should have won that game against Madrid, but they let their foot off the gas or, or drop their level a little bit, and then Madrid just snatches it from them. It's crazy. But, I mean, yeah, like, to come back from 3-1 down, grab two goals, and I don't know, I don't know the time but it felt like it was five minutes like <laughs> it was quick it was it was the 60th minute and then the 64th Ugh. okay so the, go ahead was, the Bruins pass it was just incredible vision like we already know he has it but to every time you see it it's like when Messi or Ronaldo score a great goal like you know they can do it but to see it is just like ugh, perfect Fucking like wah. Like, no one else is seeing this run, and it's the most perfectly weighted pass through, and yeah, incredible. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see him in the World Cup, and I, yeah. that's got to make Man City nervous when all these guys go to the World Cup. I mean, it's just so I early. Mean, I, think, I think every club is yeah. nervous. Like, these 
these first ten games or whatever it's going to be before everyone leaves, like it's a big deal. Like, got to get all the points you can right now because who knows how many people are going to come back injured from the World Cup or just like dead tired by the end of the season. Like, it's been that's a good year. Specific, I mean, I chose Holland because he wasn't going to the World Cup. Mm, okay, that was that was my weighing factor between KDB and Holland. I was like. He's going to get so many more miles on this World Cup. Because I'm sure Belgium is going to not only want to make a deep run, I assume they will. They always yeah. seem to do it. Um, and those deep runs, it's just more miles on the legs. So, Oof. I know. It, it should be interesting. Um, and then last thing I want to bring up about City. Um, no goal scored by De Bruyne. So, that means now, if we're just like, I think we should, we're just going to talk about this every week. All the <laughs> midfielders now, Gundogan is now back up there. With De Bruyne and Foden. And I think Silva now is up there too because he got an assist and a goal. And they all have goals and assists now. So I'm pretty sure all four Man City midfielders right now are equal on points just off the top of my head. But Holland is still up by a half point, I think, last I saw. So he has the edge right now. Um, It's crazy. That team is so stacked. It's stupid. I mean, (laughs) it's like today perfectly encapsulated I think what we talked about because like De Bruyne got the assist and also just played well. Bernardo Silva assists and goal. Gundogan uh, did he get the goal? or just Yeah he's got, he got the first goal. No assist. Goal. Yeah. But and then Foden I think maybe got the assist for the first one. No. Uh, first one might have been Silva. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So Foden yeah didn't, didn't score. Foden had a then. quiet day. He looks good out there still, though. So it's like any one of those, and you're you're chilling. Like it's a four-sided coin, and you flick it, and it's going to be either all of them, none of them, or like at least two or three. At least it's like yeah. this every week. Um, and then okay, we're, I got one more thing to say about Man City. Yeah, they drew. Does this give a? Is this like a huge? I, let me rephrase this. Every time Man City drop points, I feel like all. Every other team is saying, now's our chance. So, tomorrow's match for Liverpool, holy, if they don't win this, I oof, mean, oof. Yeah, you have to think, it's really, it, it's Liverpool-Man City. Like, those should is be it, the top. Is it? Right? I think so. Like, Why not Chelsea? <laughs> I mean, seeing how they played today, I don't know. That, I, but, yeah, that's true. I you know I, I should hit recency, but Tottenham they're playing pretty good too. Yeah, I mean Arsenal, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I guess yeah, like it could be any team, but especially Liverpool right now. Like they've had a rough start to the season, and here's your first like not handout, but you know a, a lifeline back to competing for the title right is this is this a bigger match for man united or for liverpool mm. personally I think, I think this is a bigger match for liverpool i was kind of leaning that way too um why i think i uh, like only because so united whether they win or lose like they it's just a bad start of the season I don't think United is going to fire Ten Hag. I think they're going to try and do the rebuild. They're going to try and suffer through a season or two. Um, 
they're definitely watching all all or nothing right now. Yeah, right. Like, and and you've seen Arsenal over the past few years since Arsene Wenger left. Like, it's been a rough transition, and that's where United has been since Ferguson left. And like, they're kind of still in it. And now to have Arsenal as an example of a team that kind of made it out of that, seemingly. I mean, who knows what'll happen, but looking better at least. I think they'll stick with Ten Hag at least for a while. If I don't know if he'll make the whole season. Depends how the rest of it goes. But um, so I, I think the result for them doesn't matter too much. But for Liverpool, I think like yeah, you started a little bit rocky to just like now get a for sure win over a rival. Will already like lift spirits and like knowing that City dropped some points there again kind of like give you that lifeline of like okay like it's only match day three but like title's not gone yet like there's still hope right plenty of time plenty of time um i I do think this is a bigger game for liverpool man you lost to uh brentford and to brighton if they lose to liverpool and you look at those three games you're gonna be like oh they should have lost to liverpool the other two those are obviously the ones where you're going what the hell happened there um I feel like Liverpool right now is in this, like, huh, like, we drew to Fulham? Like, okay, like, probably should have, you know, blasted them away. And then you get this red card last week, and you draw to Crystal Palace, and it's like, holy shit, we probably should have won that one too. And they could have won that one down a man. So I think this is the game where things hopefully start to click. No Nunez, but that's okay because he's still so new. I feel like they'll be able to work work their magic. You know, there's still so many of them injured. I'm going to bring that up right now. But these injuries are... They're, I don't yeah. want to say they're killing chemistry, but they're definitely killing like the substitutions and the rotations. Uh, Tiago out for injury. Jota out for injury. Nunez out with this card. Uh, Curtis Jones out until late August. Joel Matip out until late August. Firmino out until 22nd. The Ox, no return date. Um, <laughs> and then Kanate's no return date. So it's like... I feel like they don't even know who's going to be in their starting 11 just because guys are going to filter back in. And then the rotation is just changing. So, yeah, rough start. But, um, oof, if we do not win tomorrow, and win, not draw, win, I'll be um, I'll be a little nervous to see how the rest of the season goes. Yeah, I mean, for me, from what I've seen of Liverpool this season, it's like I think midfield is the issue. Like, Definitely. You don't have – Definitely. Like, when Thiago is in there, he can kind of pull the strings – but when he's out and like he's seems to get injured quite frequently now, like he's gonna be out, and it's just that no one else kind of takes over that role to be that creative outlet or I, I don't know, like they they just they don't have a strong midfield now. And, and I don't Henderson's know another year older. It, age age is I a big can. factor. I think that yeah. that's hurt them quite a bit in injuries. Um, but they're only getting older, and that's all. That's always going to be a thing with the championship squad. You don't break apart a championship squad. You let them age out. That happens mm-hmm. in every sport. So I'm not surprised at the uh, the intes- intensity and the um, kind of the, the the pace of how our seasons are started. They're getting slower. They are every every player now has less of a step, except for Diaz. Holy crap, that guy's amazing. Um, he's so fast. Um, but yeah, everyone just. I feel like just got another year older, so yeah, that I makes mean, it yeah, tough. I, I think what you said is probably a lot of it too. It's just like 
it's early in the season, but like there still just hasn't been a lot of consistency of who's always going to be that starting eleven. And like you can account for one or two changes here and there, but like, like ideally you you want the same starting eleven every match, right? Because of course know each other, you'll yes. know how they play. Like they'll fit whatever tactic you decide perfectly. So I don't think Liverpool will struggle. I think this will be the game that really like gets that fire going again. But hope so. When you have, game hey, when you got 36-year-old James Milner coming on as your super <laughs> son, you're just going, whoa. <laughs> Look, that guy, I, this is a complete tangent. Let's do it. That guy is like the model professional that I think young players need to look at. Well, have you been to his Twitter page, Boring Milner? I have not, but <laughs> <laughs> please, please check it out. It's like I'm hanging out on my patio today. (laughs) But like, just thinking of some of the guys from the Arsenal squad where it's like, like Ox was one of them. He, when he was here, he always played as a winger and he really wanted to play in the mid and we just like couldn't fit him in. He just, whether it was skill related or just like tactically, like he didn't really fit the system in the midfield. So that's part of the reason why he left to Liverpool and plays in your midfield. And, like, the times I've seen him play, he's fine. But I think these guys get in this, like, mindset of, like, well, I I have to be a winger. I have to be a striker. I have to be this. And, look, if you're a Ronaldo, a Messi, a De Bruyne, like, yeah, you can... can, They're up here. You can't even see. It's way up here. You can pick your position, like... You'll be fine. You know, you, you can lock that down. But, like, for all these other guys, like, why not just try and be this jack-of-all-trades? I get, you know, you, you're losing some of that, uh, I don't know, specialness about being, like, the winger. But at the same time, James Milner's 36, still playing for Liverpool. And before that, he was at City. Like, he doesn't care if he's playing left back, right back, midfield, Bro. winger, whatever he's the doing. The coach like, says, do this, and he says, yes, sir. Yeah. And he I, doesn't I care think, what it is. I, I just think a lot of the up-and-coming guys need to like look at those kind of players and be like, if I want to be successful in this sport, that's what i got to do. If at some point you do like become a really good winger or a really good midfielder, you're not, you're, that's your spot. Like You're not going to move. Yep. But when they're so young and trying to decide where they're at, it's like, no, you're playing with fire. Like, you got this good gig already. See it out. Play wherever you need to play. Support the team however you need to. And, you know, just, like, have the longest career you can instead of this, like, shortened career or less profitable career for you because you are so, um, um, so, like, stuck on being one position. Yeah, it's like tunnel vision. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, Milner is he I've seen him play I think everything but maybe striker and like maybe one of the wings, but even then when he's playing left back, he's still playing up high cuz he's good at it. Yeah. Um I'm not surprised. He's definitely like a know your role player. Um mm-hmm. one of a kind. You can't you, you can't name a lot of players like him. I I just went way back in the memory bank Zanetti, very similar player. Um yeah. Lom from Bayern, very yeah. similar, just so movable, and um, sounds like he's super coachable too, which is why he's got to be still in this squad. I yeah. imagine any team, if he gets dropped, teams are going to say we want him just for his 
his history, his resume, and, and how good of a yeah. locker room guy he is. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is, like, as you get older, you just need to realize your role. Like, like when David Luiz came into Arsenal, he probably played a little bit more than he was expecting, but a lot of the reason that Arsenal even said they brought him in was just for his experience in the locker room. Like, that goes a long way, especially if you have a younger team. Like, you need the experience. You need yep. the guys that have been there and done it and, you know, lost 3-0, th- but then also won 3-0 and, like, be able to deride the waves and everything. Like, Definitely. I, I, I think we should do an episode after uh, All or Nothing's over, but um, what your statement there just reminded me when Jaka in one of the last couple episodes said, like, I'm the old guy here at 28. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. wow, like, people are looking up to him at 28. Yeah. I was like, not a lot of rosters are like that. Um, hey, Arsenal's consistently so, had the um, youngest starting 11 over at least this season. And I think the back half of last season. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, interesting. So, great segue into Arsenal here. Uh, yeah. You got you got to feel pretty good. We're top of the league, baby. Yeah, yeah. I saw Sammy's uh, stop, stop the count. <laughs> now, do you recall the last time they were top of the league? Poof. Um, for sure in 15-16. Hmm, okay. But I don't know if there was any time after that. Let's let's note that. On, let's look up the last time they were top of the table and, and see what's yeah. going on. Because, yeah, I'm curious too. Um, what was the first season Lacazette and Abba came in? Was it, was it six? I remember when they came in, it was like, let's fucking go. They were, they were moving. Yeah. Um, it might have been the season after that. Okay. Because 15-16, we still had Giroud as our main striker. Okay. Um, let's see. So Lacazette... Came into Arsenal in seventeen eighteen. Sorry, I'm trying to type. No, you're good. Well, they had a great day at Berman. I'm not surprised they won. They played great. No, it, it was expected, but there's still that part of me that is always uh, a little like cautious. <laughs> sure, uh, especially against then, the teams that you know they might not come out for. Yeah, that and that's been a thing with Arsenal for the longest time where it's you know they know they should be winning should be better and don't show up and then they get stomped and you know that's how you you end up with the Arsenal squad that we had or it's just everyone's fine you had a, a few better players but like no one was great <laughs> well I live with an Arsenal fan now so my days oh, are, oh man, let me tell you. I was daydreaming, <laughs> just like sitting on the couch. I was like thinking, she goes, she, Kristen walks by me, she goes, what are you thinking about? I was like, oh, nothing. And she goes, are you thinking about who Arsenal play next? And I was like, oh my <laughs> God. This was today, the game was yesterday. We're 24 hours away from it. She's bringing it up. And I was like, oh no. Like, what did I do? Yeah, look. Hey, but you know what? It could have been worse. We could have started with all or nothing Tottenham season. Oh. And she could have became attached to them. That close. This. That close. Yeah. So, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. We'll let this yeah. go. Um, I don't know who her favorite player is. I'm going to find that out. Um, but It'll come up time, you know. Yeah, she's, you know, it, it is a bummer. She's watching right now, and she sees players. She doesn't know who they are. 
Yeah. Um, so like she's like, I don't know who that is. I'm not attached to him. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, like, but you know who that is. And she's like, Yep, that's Sokka. And I'm like, Dang, that's ha- it's happening. So So she got a kit yet or not yet? No, nah, she's definitely probably gonna think about it. Um, you know, if if we do the World Cup pool. There's a lot of soccer going on in this house. Yeah. A lot. There you go. Um, it's a great morning, like, let's get up and make some coffee and watch a game. So that, that's been fun, but, uh, she hasn't seen a Liverpool game this season. And I'm just like, I don't know when you will, I guess, I guess next weekend. No, uh, I think they play next Sunday. Um, yeah, they got to get off this Monday schedule. Oh, it's awful. How do they get two in a row? Yeah, no, that's weird. (laughs) Um, who does Liverpool play? They play Newcastle. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm on the, I'm on the weekday games. Is that where we're at? No. I'm a full week ahead. No, who scored has given me some false dates here. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, tomorrow. Yep, Liverpool, Man United. What time is that game at? Two? Two for me? Uh, Yeah, sounds right. Noon for you? Yeah. They play Bournemouth on the 27th. Okay, so... Y'all weaken them for us. We can hopefully come in there and Look, City punish them first. They went 4 0 the oh, week that's before. Right. They're just getting nil hammered. Nil. <laughs> yeah, they're for sure going down. But Oof. Yikes. You know. um, okay, but are there any. Look, I, I was just going to say that the game itself was uh, a fun watch. You know, it, it was one of those performances where it felt like. I mean, I guess it's kind of felt like both previous games this season where, like, the team is just clicking, everyone is working hard, everyone is, you know, doing what they need to do. There's not that same, like, defensive blunder that leads to a goal for against Arsenal. Like, that was happening, I felt like, almost every game for a long time. Who was their and best that, player on Saturday? Ooh. I know that's a tough question um, because they all played pretty great, but you yeah, got to pick one. I, I, I would go with William Saliba, not only because his goal was great, but like score was sick. I think his I think he had a hundred percent passing and um, let me just pull up. Did you see Zinchenko's reaction to him scoring? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. He just like just dropped and just couldn't believe it. He just sat couldn't there. Believe it. It was just. I mean, I didn't like think that, he was gonna score that. Me either, but. The kick is so perfect. It's just this nice little like scoop, just like floats the ball perfectly into the corner, and man, it, it was it was just so good. But um, hang on, is that your goal of the week? I think it would be. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a, I have one, a counter. Oh, who's your count? Oh, who's the other one? Because it might be my only other one was going to be um, Trippier's free kick. Oh, okay. Have you seen Shea Adams' goal? I did see that one. Yay. I thought about that one too. That's pretty sick. That was pretty sick. <laughs> I was pretty hyped when I saw that. I, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Smashed it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like, can't find the stat that I need, but like Saliba had a great game defensively and offensively, and uh, I don't know if you heard it on whatever stream you're watching, but the Arsenal away fans are just singing the new Saliba Love song it. for like... Love it. Christy was like, what are they saying there? I was like, Saliba! She's like, that's so fun! <laughs> oh my god, it was so good. And like, I get it, it got annoying, but that, I feel like, just made it better. Right, it. He loved it. 
He was smiling the whole game or after the game. Like sometimes you have to be those annoying fans that just like you're having a good time. You know, your team's winning. Your defender that you're already excited about just scored a great goal. I hear they're still singing it right now. (laughs) I believe it. I didn't hear him stop. I mean, yeah, especially like in everyone's head that even was at that game or watched that game, I'm sure it hasn't left because it's just, it's catchy. It's got to be stuck in my head now when I'm making dinner, (laughs) I swear. Um, You are correct. He did have a 100% pass rate. How many passes did he make? I have that number up. Oh, man. That is money. 73 out of 73. Yeah, see, that's And they are peppered. It is peppered around the the, the heat map. Wow, good for him. Damn, next best, man. We did good with our next best. We did real good. They're, I'm pretty sure they're winning, right? Um, yeah, I think they still got the lead. Okay. It's definitely gotten closer. Yeah, they're at 152.5. Alistair's at 150.5. Oof, killing but, it. Should have checked. Should have, why didn't we discuss this before the season started and just make it our squad? Yeah, seriously. Oh, man. All right, let's look back at Saturday games. Honestly, I covered kind of what I wanted to talk about. All the other games were okay. Tottenham, Wolverhampton, boring. Kane, again, just poaches and finds a way. Um, The only thing I'll say on that is, like, Wolves definitely looks like the better team for the vast majority majority. of that game. I agree. Um, But just, like, couldn't, couldn't put it away. And... I mean, yeah, you would expect Kane or, or Son at least to grab a goal somehow, somewhere, and yep, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it happened. Um, I watched Everton and Nottingham Forest. Oh, man, it was so boring up until the 80th minute. It was, like, so hard to watch, but I was like, uh, it's like either this or Fulham and Brentford, which, ah, uh, uh, going back. I was like, I should Man, <laughs> what an ending. I don't know if you saw. I don't know exactly who scored the goal. Um, I'm going to open it up, but... I don't know. Do you know Mitrovic's uh, celebration? Oh. Do you see this? Do you see? Do you see? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh man, I, I, I'm Ivan not sure Tony. who it was. I've been telling. It was Tony. Tony did it. Okay. Yeah. And then I, I was. And when Mitrovic scored his game winner, he didn't do it back, which I was like, oh, I was like, come on, like. So I'm like, did he actually see Tony do it? I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe he didn't see it because I would have been petty and I would have like looked at him oh, and done it. You would think anyone would, but... right? Especially and Mitrovic. Gonna... He's kind of a punk. Yeah. Like if you're gonna take my go-to celebration and as do like mockingly, and then I scored a little bit after that, of course I'm doing it back to you. So yep. he either hasn't seen it or he's calmed down much. Like maybe <laughs> I, I I don't I don't think so though. So my my thought on this was uh his game winner looked identical to when not positioning wise but just the type of goal he scored was the same over trent alexander arnold um except the the brentford defender actually like kind of contained him but it looks like he's grabbing like almost their shoulders to get a little extra little hop Mm. and that's how he's getting so high over them and then just banging these headers in um okay i want someone to sub him in so bad just do it. Someone do it. The guy, whoever has Jared Bowen, put Mitrovic in. <laughs> Look, you just going to call someone out right yeah, now? Yeah, I'll call someone out. Who is it? Who, Who is has it? Bowen? It's Glenn. It's Glenn. Glenn. Come on, man. Or, look, even better, Zach is still riding the Jaden Sancho train. Oh, man, Zach. so much better. Get on the Mitrovic train. 
We might have to. I'm going to tag him in this uh, when we when we upload it. I'll tag these old time frames because I feel like we're we've ripped on them twice now. So yeah, these these West Hams and these Man U's. It's not looking too bright. Yeah. Um, and then the other game, Leicester Southampton. Not that exciting. Don't know why no, Spenderak didn't play. That sucks. It's Leicester being Leicester. They they took the lead and. And just like shut down, and and you know, granted, there's some substitutions in there, but like, you're gonna let Southampton get two goals on you in the last almost 20 minutes of the game? Like, I don't think they should ever take out Vardy. I think Vardy, even if he's tired, I think teams are just if if he doesn't act tired, uh, mm-hmm. I think teams are scared of that that run he's gonna make because um, it yeah. really stretches out the defense. They're like kind of pocketing him, and then once oh, he was yeah. out, that's when they scored the two goals right away. Three minutes after he got subbed out, goal. True. And I think they like just they just moved the whole team up because they didn't worry about getting burned on the back end. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. It, it and it probably plays a lot into their tactics. You know, once Vardy's out, like you said, it's you know, not many other guys are always looking to make that run behind, especially on Leicester. So like, yeah, everyone force up. We'll play in their half, and you know, there you go. You got two goals out of it, and. One of them's a side scissor kick banger. Like. Oh man, that's sweet. <laughs> okay, I got I got two more topics that I want to talk cool. about um, yeah. before we dip out of here. Uh, first one: which coach is more likely to be let go after week? Th- what are we on? Are we on week three right now? After week four? Three, yeah. We'll go on week four. week four. David Moyes of West Ham. Brandon Rogers of Leicester. Or Ten Hag, a Man U. And that's kind of a. I know you're not going to say them, but if he loses four yeah. games in a row, you got to think about it. You got to. Because um, I remember last year when Arteta lost the first three. People were, remember that that uh, YouTube video of that Arsenal group. They were losing their shit. Oh yeah. yeah. After three games, so I can't imagine Man U supporters after four games in a row of losing. Well, that, that's just where my head's at. For United supporters, like it's already kind of turbulent anyway because like they're they're really at odds ends with the ownership and now like the team is not performing so like there's no good angle for a supporter right now so like if they lose to liverpool i think it'll be okay but uh just looking at the game after that it's against southampton so like that's the one yeah if you lose to southampton now you've lost four in a row i would like to say that they're are trying to actually do this rebuild, but I mean, I guess at a certain point you do need to see some progress. Um, so, oh, this is tough. But he, he's got to be. He's got to be. I mean, if he loses four in a row, because West Ham has not won. Correct me if I'm wrong. Has Leicester won? They've drawn one, so they haven't won. So no, none of these coaches have won yet. So if they're no. all, they they haven't get, got a win by week four. Um. Man, I for me, I gotta imagine Rogers is out first because of his tenure. So my only saving grace for him is that Lester has literally brought in no one in this transfer window. So that can kind of play into his favor, where he's just like, you know, I'm doing with what I can with what I got. True, but. So I could see him sticking around because of that. 
um, David so is it Moyes? Is Moyes on the hot seat? Because he has brought in some people. His team was amazing last year, and what they lost that spark out of nowhere. That doesn't just happen. You yeah, don't go. You don't sit top of the table all year last year, and then this year don't lo- don't win a game until week five, at minimum. I think especially if they don't score a goal, <laughs> and man, like, everything is falling apart. You gotta go. Like, do you, do you know who they play next week? Uh, let me look real quick. Yeah, let's bring it up. Um, oh, so they got a UEFA Conference League game in the middle of the week, and Ouch. then they play at Aston Villa. Man, that's a coin so, toss. That's a coin toss game. Because yeah. Ashton just lost, so they're looking to bring it back. Yeah. I okay, mean, I so, guess, if you, so if you had to pick one, who, who's it going to be? If I had to pick one to go first, I, I think I'd go David Moyes first. Do you think it could happen if they don't win another game this next week? Do you think it could happen, mm-hmm. like honestly? Because I do. <laughs> I think I think one of those three I think one of those three are going to get fired and David Moyes would be my my pick. I mean, look, we're, yeah, you it's early in the season, so you're kind of at that point where you can make a decent change and still come out okay at the end of the season. So <laughs> It's tough. It's, I mean, it's a hard one. It's a coin toss, it really is. Yeah, it's just all right, well, well, let's let's bring this back up next week. Let's not forget this. Let's bring it back yeah. up next week after next weekend's results, mm-hmm. um, and we'll talk about it again just to kind of see. And maybe there might be another coach coming in there. I imagine uh, if, if Ashton Villa don't win another game, Gerard's on the hot seat. If Everton don't get their shit together, Lampard might be on the hot seat. There's a lot of teams that are, like, well, yeah. not I mean, performing. Look, uh, Wolverhampton is the same as Leicester, two losses and a draw. Same with Everton, two losses and a draw. Liverpool two draws. There's so. no way. There's no way Klopp is leaving <laughs> that club. He he would have to leave before the club tells him to leave. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, okay, then last question: um, the Glazers who own Manchester United. Do you think Elon Musk would be a better owner than them? Not at all. You don't think so? Not at all. <laughs> I think the Glazers try to run Man United. I think Elon would get the right people to run United. Um. Okay. Yeah, I think in that respect, it would probably be better. Um, but like, the more we learn about Elon Musk as a business owner, he's, he's just all about the money. Like, he's no different than your, you know, Jeff Bezos sort of. He probably flip them next year for like yeah. an extra and bill. That, <laughs> and that's the thing too is like, if you have Elon attached to anything, there's this like weird risk that he's going to say some out-of-pocket stuff and i'm not saying it should happen i'm just curious yeah. after that tweet i was like wait a minute yeah i was like but i was like but could they be better if he's the owner could they be better maybe my answer is maybe i mean maybe i don't know i, I wouldn't want it to it's not worth the risk no i mean I, I think united fans would probably want someone who is at least in like the sports ownership world. So they like have an understanding coming into it. Now, like you said, Elon could come in, buy it, and hire the right people in the right positions, and it's fine, and just kind of be that silent owner that yep. chucks money at it. But yep. like, I don't, I don't know. It, I don't think it'll happen, but if we entertain it, that it would happen, like, I just think there's, there's so much other like baggage that comes with Elon Musk these days that... It might not be worth it from the cup club point of view. 
I agree. I mean, I wouldn't. I would hope he wouldn't even look at Liverpool. If he looks at them, I'll be worried. <laughs> um, that pretty much wraps it up for all the games. Is there anything else you really want to talk about game wise? And coaching, just like news in general for the EPL. The last thing on my list is just choosing our players of the week. Yeah. Um, look, I'm just gonna say it that if United get rid of Ten Hag, I think they'll look at um, Graham Potter from Brighton. Can they? He's, I don't. Brian's not gonna let him go at like this early in the season. Maybe next year. I can see happening next year if they're like Ten Hogs out, but. It's, early, it's too yeah. early. Brian, aren't they like sitting top of the table right now too? Yeah, I don't. I don't think they'll let him go. If they do let him go this year, it'll be for like some stupid amount of money. But they're watching. Yeah, he's performed well for the past few seasons, and you know, it, tactically, yeah, he's looking good. He's is looking smart in his setups and everything. And look, you, you need. If you're getting rid of Ten Hag, obviously things have gone even worse than they're out. They are now, so you got to try something else. And man, they just, you know, just either that or I think like Pochettino comes back. That would be a surprise. I'd like to see. I would love <laughs> to see that. Huh? I never. Yeah, that'd be really interesting. Um, I, I, I'm also very curious as to when. The next time we'll say a positive thing about Man United is because at this rate, <laughs> we've shit on them the last two podcasts. It, well, hey, after tomorrow, it could be a third. They just spent forty million or whatever on Casemiro, so and then Ronaldo said, "You know what? I'll stay. I'll stay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure all because of that, not because no other club could afford his wages or didn't want him. Oh, uh, yeah. But. The only club I saw interested was Dortmund, and Dortmund's like, we just bought four <laughs> new forwards. Why the hell would we want Ronaldo? Are you crazy? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to pop another one open just because uh, it's almost dinner time. So I'm doing a, a yeah. two-hearted ale. It's a Ooh. trout. It's a salmon beer. It's pretty good. Oh, look. Fish-related. You just went fishing earlier today? I drank this as I was fishing. I said, oh. probably a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, Chad. Players of the week, offensive, defensive. Got any uh, shout outs you want to make? Oh man! If you want to think about, it, I'll start because I, I got my two. Yeah, you could start. Um, no one from Liverpool as of last Monday, so we'll look at the weekend. Zaha's my pick. I I swear I'm gonna fall in love with this guy at the end of the season. Two goals. <laughs> uh, Crystal Palace dub. He played great. Um, I mean, I, I don't know who else you'd pick besides that. My my second on the list, if I had to, like, argue, was Bernardo Silva. He just played great today. Especially for a guy who's not, like, playing full matches or anything. He just kind of comes in, does what he needs to do, and then end up with yeah. a goal and assist. It's like, Psh, I had a good day. He said, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. I had a good day. <laughs> he's like, don't transfer me. Or maybe transfer me. I don't know. His, maybe, if, yeah. if teams were going to go for him, his price just went up a lot more. I'd say about 15 to 20% more just off of today. Because I haven't seen yeah. him play like that in a while. Yeah, that's true. So those are my offensive. Um, I'll, yeah. do, I'll do my defensive dunk. Because, damn, dunk was sick today. I was like, that dude was awesome. <laughs> um, and then Sanchez. So take your pick. I'd rather go dunk. I, I like having center backs as uh, the focal point. I think Sanchez, did he get more points than dunk? I'm assuming he did. Oh, but I know man. dunk was probably up there. Dunk, 9.5, which is sweet for a defender. Uh, yeah. Sanchez with 12. So, both really solid days. I do think um, Dunk was the better 
player on the pitch because he was out there. But Sanchez got more points, and uh, this is a game of points. So those are my those are my two. Um, who you got? Um, man, I, I think just after watching that city game, I take Nick Pope and mm. the keeper. Like he was always pretty decent when he was at Burnley, and like especially fantasy wise, got some good points. Yep. But like. And I think it's more a whole team thing, but he, he's looking really good at uh, Newcastle so far. I mean, even just going over the last three games, he was 6.5, 10.5, and 7.5. So, like, if he can just keep that level of consistency, that's a, that's a good pick. Um, let's see, defensively, I just keep going back to Saliba, but, like, he had a great game, he got a goal. Are we going to choose two Arsenal players in a row? We had Jesus last week. So I was like, I wanted to say Saliba too, but I was like, you know what? We had Arsenal last week. You all got your moment. But I get it. I get it. A little bias. I see it. Uh huh. Yeah. Look, who else is out there scoring a goal like that this week? Trippier. Trippier. You got to give him some cred. Yeah. His free kick is definitely good. And he even performed well. Oh, I guess we didn't talk about the potential red card with him. Oh, yeah. We can backtrack a little. Should have been red in my mind. I know some people said it was harsh, but, like, yeah, the I intent mean, was there. He he wanted to kick him up there, and he kind of missed. Yeah. Which is, I, like, I, a good thing that he missed, but... Yeah. I, I, like, kind of went back and forth on this, because initially, when I saw it live, I was like, red card. And then I saw it slow down, and, like... I was like, okay, well, like, he didn't really catch him. It was just high. But then I was, like, reading people's comments afterwards and tweets about it and stuff, and I was like, it probably should have been read just to kind of, like, keep, not exactly, like, set the precedent, but, like, keep consistent with, like, any, like, sort of high tackle like that, whether you connect or not, is, like, obviously dangerous and reckless. So, like... It was a reckless move. It was reckless. I think that deserved a red. Simply on that. that, It doesn't matter if you connect or not. Yeah. And that high up, like, you're not playing the ball at all. So... Mm probably should have been a red surprised it was rescinded i couldn't believe they took it back i was like wow that's got to be concrete evidence for me concrete like for sure hell no not a red and that was like ah it was not concrete for my you think do you think when refs are told to go over and check the monitor and like recheck the situation is there becoming a sort of a uh I don't know, like an expectation that now once you go there, oh, my call was wrong, so I have to reverse it? Because that seems no, to a lot, right? I don't think so. I think refs yeah. have a crazy ego power trip where they're never wrong. <laughs> I think that's... Well, so that's why for him to change his mind, I was so mm-hmm. surprised. Because refs have an ego. I mean, they got it. They have to have yeah. an ego over everyone there, else they're not going to be in charge. So for yeah. him to basically take a step back and say, my bad, like that's super rare. At least I think... that. In all of their sports that I watch, that rarely happens. Yeah. Rarely. Um, okay. So, yeah, I found that to be pretty interesting. Okay, okay. Let's see. Uh, midfields. Man, it's a tough week for midfields. Aronson had the best week. That's about it. Yeah, I think I'd probably go for him or... You could throw Silva in there. He's I mean, he's our mid, but, it could be but like we're just going mid. offensive defensive, so... yeah. I think I'd take Aronson just because of, like, the, like, tenacity and work rate that he showed and to grab a goal with it. It was like, that's a good day for you for sure. Um, 
and who else could I throw in there? Um, I think we'll go, uh, <laughs> I think just De Bruyne, like, he didn't have Solid. his best game, I think, but, like, when he was needed, he, I mean, he made that assist, that was beautiful, like, he he gave that real performance of, like, some what you would expect of someone at his level of play to do. Yep. Like, put the team on their back. And, like, he was the man. Yeah. He was the man. He got yeah. He was the captain. He did his work. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think the best way we can go about this. Maybe maybe we switch off every week. You choose offensive. I choose defensive. And then we flip it back. Because um, I mean, these are I mean, we all have really good picks here. So it's really hard to be like yeah, like for sure yeah. him. Um, <laughs> as I just look at point totals, I didn't realize Mitrovic was the best striker of the week, which is kind of yeah. crazy. Um. So yeah, that's that's where I stand. Um, so do, how about this? Do you want to do offensive or defensive this week? Um, look, I've been riding the Saliba train. I'll stick with the defense. Ah, you're gonna choose Saliba. It's happening. <laughs> so, so Saliba is your defensive player of the week. <laughs> I think he's got to be. He's got to. That's cool. I mean, clean sheet, goal scored. Can't get got an awesome new chant after you. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. It, it ain't a bad thing. Um. The more I look at it, I want to choose Mitrovic, but I'm going to roll with Zaha, man. Two goals. Only yeah. player with two goals this week. That's that's hard. Ain't a win. Um, if we would have lost, I'd reconsider it, considering Mitrovic got the game winner. But Zaha, man, he's just so freaking good. Uh, and he has a beautiful smile. Have you seen his smile? <laughs> Pearly white. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, with enough money, anyone can yeah, the, yeah, 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 but I like his. It's really big. <laughs> All right, cool. So Zaha and Saliba for our players of the week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anything else you want to bring up before we get out of here? No, I think we wrapped up the week pretty well. I mean, you're headed to cool. Disneyland tomorrow. Yeah, flying out. Woo. So I'll probably be able to watch like the first half of the Liverpool cool. game. Cool. Cool. And then be a surprise when I land. I guess I might do an emergency podcast with Jordan if things get bad. <laughs> I might. If it's if it's bad and I got a vent, I'm gonna hit him up. At least somebody. I gotta talk. If you're gonna be Disney, I gotta talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah. Well, look. I mean, once once I'm there, like we're not going into the park tomorrow at all. So okay. Tomorrow night. Might be a, it me. might be a 15, 20 minute conversation or something where I can just hit record <laughs> and be like, Chad, we need to we need to talk. <laughs> But let's hope it doesn't get bad, you know? Oh, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. I'll, if you need text updates, let me know. I'll, I'll be here stressing stressing and sweating. Um, anything else for you? No, I think, I think we're good here. All right, man. Let's wrap it up. Have a good week. Fly safe. Try Go it. pool. And I'll, um, I'll see you next weekend. Round four. Yeah. I can't lose this. We've done this three weeks in a row. Every Sunday. Yeah. That's crazy. Look. I'm just hoping Arsenal stays top of the league. So. Oh, all right. Well, okay, next week we'll bring up what coaches are still here, mm-hmm. uh, if Arsenal can hang on to the top, and um, if Man U and Liverpool can get their shit together. In one way or another, we'll find yeah. out. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right, Chad. We'll talk to you later. All right. See you later. Hooligans pitch out. Woo.